The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. We made it! We made it! We made it! It is Friday. January the 14th here on the Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. We made it, folks. It is time. Let's get Ben McKee up in here on this beautiful East Tennessee morning. Ben is still being a team player, still being the toughest of the toughest, braving through the elements as he joins us still under the weather under the weather being good morning man i'm not gonna even ask you how you doing because i mean hey, i think we already know how you doing but we hope you feel better thank you good morning how are you oh i feel great man i feel great i wish you had some of this greatness i wish you i wish i can share some of my healthy um feeling with you man i'm 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 wonderful did i, did I rub that in too much no. <laughs> no, nah, man. I'm 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 okay, man. I, I'm good. I'm just uh I'm, it's crazy that it's already Friday. Feels like we just ran through the week. Um but SEC basketball on Saturday is here. Lady Vols took care of business last night against Vanderbilt. They are extending their winning streak. Your Grizz had me a little nervous about covering the spread, but they got it done when they when they mattered the most. Tools uh, are are actually kind of good. What's that? Uh, I, I said the Timberwolves, who the Grizz were playing last night, are actually kind of good. I was surprised because they've been so bad the last couple of years, but uh, their their coach, who I had never heard of until last night, he's done a terrific job. He's, he's got those guys playing good basketball uh, f- for once. Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Those, those three are playing good basketball together, and they've, they've got some nice role players. So I know they're two games under 500, but still, I was surprised by how good they are. Still, it's still no excuse for them to be two games under 500. They have, they have a big three. Like they had three really good players, but you know what the problem is is Anthony Edward. It's uh Carl Anthony Towns. He's he 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 does not have the job mentality. Let's just say that. No, no. And um they they should They've be a whole lot better. They've also been impacted by COVID. Yeah, but they have been impacted by COVID the whole time that Towns has been in Minnesota. That's, that's true. <laughs> I mean, they've had Thibodeau. You've had Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler did not want to play with Towns because he wasn't about that life. So like, yeah, they. When you think of Timberwolves, you think of just the worst in the league getting number one overall pick. But when you stop and think about it, you're like, wait, they got, they got really good pl- players. They got three really good players. But it's it's Anthony Towns, man. He just say he's skilled, he's talented, but he just he don't have that dog in him like John Morant, man. If he had a half of it, the Timberwolves would be better than. Um, they are right now, but man, thank you to your Grizzlies for uh, covering. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Um, the Lady Falls got the job done last night by double digits. Jordan Horston, my goodness, she was she was in her bag last night. She was getting it done. She was like she was like Russell Westbrook out there. She had almost a triple double. She was she did it. Everything for the Lady Vols last night as they as they beat Vanderbilt. Man, she had double digit rebounds. She had like I want to say like four four blocks. She was yep. everywhere, man. She was she was she had sixteen points, thirteen rebounds, five assists, and a career high tying four blocks. How about that, man? Wow. So. Yeah, kudos to kudos to her. Add a girl. Early add a girl to her. So 
Now it's the boys' turn. Tomorrow. Now it's the boys' turn. Ben, as I look at this um, this series, Kentucky got the last one, beat us by 15 last year, but 2000s and, um, the first game in 2021, Tennessee won. 2020 game at Lexington, Tennessee won. The game here in 2020, we lost. So, we, like, every time that it seems like Tennessee's lost one to Kentucky, they went on to win, like, two. Just going backwards. 2019, we beat them twice. Um, later, they beat us earlier in that year. Got us real good, too. Um, the Sears has favored Tennessee in the last 10. It, it really has. But this is a game where Tennessee will not be the favorite, should not be the favorite. But it's about making shots. And Tennessee is still a really good defensive team. It's about making shots. And it's about getting on that glass, Ben. Get on that glass, man, because you got a monster on Kentucky's team, Oscar, that can get on that glass. And as one of the best that Dane Bradshaw has ever seen him play in the SEC, is what he said yesterday. If you missed any part of that interview, I suggest you go back and listen to it. Also, James Clawson from Spire Sports that does a great job of handling NILs here for Tennessee athletes. I would suggest you go and listen to that in its entirety as well. That's my advice to you. But, yeah, man, Dane feels like that uh, Oscar Sheway is, is the best rebounder that he's ever seen play in the SEC. So you better have a plan for him because uh, if you're not making shots, he's going to gobble up those rebounds. Um, and we got to make sure that put ourselves in position to get second-chance points, take care of the basketball. And um, really the story is about making shots, man. You got to – we got to make shots. We got to find a way to 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 make shots. And Dane said it yesterday too during our broadcast when we we're talking about Josiah. And this is something that you said. I think we've talked about on the program. We've had people call in and use a text box and say it on Twitter. Like at some point, if you're not making shots, you might have to turn down an open shot to get close to the bucket, see the ball go to the rim, and then you know shoot those shots maybe from the outside later on in the game. But sometimes you got to take those those shorter shots and turn down some of those longer shots if you're not making them. Feel any better now that it's Friday, Ben, about Tennessee going up to Rupp and getting that dub? It's not like something we haven't done. We've done it. We've beaten Kentucky more than any other team. It's doable. Ben, do you feel better today than uh, you did yesterday? No, I feel the same. I just, I don't trust the offense uh, right now. I, I don't trust that they're going to be able to make shots. And I don't trust uh, Tennessee to um, win the rebounding battle with, with Oscar Shibway. And I just, I, I don't even know that I have the expectation to, to win the, the the rebounding battle with, with Oscar Shibway, but can you just make it respectable, make it to the point to where you give yourself a chance to to win the game? Because in my time following SEC basketball, college basketball, I don't remember anybody like Oscar Shibway and the type of rebounding performances he churns out night in, night out. Uh, he... The last person I remember that was rebounding like this was Kenneth Fareed. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, that's the last guy that I remember from that was State. rebounding. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like what Oscar Shibway is, is doing on the glass. And, I mean, it's not like we have the utmost confidence in John Fulkerson or Olivier Camois or Urush Plavshik to go out there and, and shut somebody like him down so uh i i do not feel any any better uh today than i did yesterday i mean i i think it's certainly possible tennessee can go up there and win because tennessee is still a good 
basketball team, and Kentucky's not perfect. They they haven't played just great basketball all season long. They're they're a really really good team, but uh, they're certainly beatable. And say, you know, all week long, all last week, we've talked about how Auburn, Arkansas, Alabama, LSU uh, have had Tennessee's number under Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes has had Kentucky's number while he's been here. And that's the most important game on the schedule. So Tennessee typically ch- finds a way to win this this game in Lexington. It's it's weird, but uh, they they typically find a way to win this game under Rick. So I I certainly wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee won, but I, I my confidence level is still the same just because I I see the flaws of this team and they they don't make you feel good. Yeah, yeah, I um. You mentioned about Rick Barnes having Kentucky's number in the last 14 matchups. Tennessee has won eight. This dates back to 2016. So psychologically, does that play a part in this series? I don't really know because you get you get these two teams together and Kentucky has a brand new squad. Tennessee has a brand new squad because the one and dones and, you know, the transfer portal. But. Rick Barnes has been successful over over Calipari in his time at Tennessee. Um, so something to to monitor there. On the football front, and I'm just throwing out what we're going to discuss today. Uh, on the football front, Tennessee had another player hit the transfer portal, and that is uh, Trinity Bell. Tight end, defensive tackle, 6'7". Basketball background there from Albertville, uh, Alabama. When he was picking Tennessee, you know, I got some folks down in Alabama I know that's in the basketball AAU world, and um, they, they talked talk to me about Trinity Bell and how athletic he was, but he just continued to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And basketball was his first choice, his first love, but he just got, he just got bigger in the wrong direction um, to play football. Uh, very tall at six seven. I wonder where he's going to go. I wonder what position he's going to try to play. But he's another player that entered the portal. Did not play um, much at, much at all. But you got to be healthy to to play. And uh, but he's out. He's out of there, Ben. Um, thoughts on on Trinity Bell quickly before we take our first break, and then we can dive in a little bit more uh, after our first break. But just some initial thoughts on Trinity Bell. Hitting the portal. Yeah, I don't have many thoughts on Trinity Bell because he did not play a ton for Tennessee. Hadn't seen a ton of him, but he was somebody that I was very intrigued by. And because of his athletic ability, I was intrigued to see how he would pan out uh, because he did have legitimate athleticism. And I was excited to, to see that athleticism, whether it be at tight end or along the defensive line. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not losing any sleep over Trinity Bell transferring because he hadn't made any plays yet, but he was a really intriguing prospect. And I'll, I'll be curious to see how he pans out wherever he transfers to and what position he plays, like you said, because he does have elite athleticism. Yeah. Those basketball guys, man, you know, you, you think about Jimmy Graham and Antonio Gates, those basketball guys that are athletic, that, that take some of their game from the hardwood and they can apply it to the to the gridiron. You know, using your body in space, boxing out, shooting off defenders, going up high to get balls, high point balls, just like a rebound, ball coming off the glass. These are all things that you know applies on the football field that you can take away from the basketball court. So, you know, I, I love getting guys that play multiple sports, um, coaches, parents, play multiple sports as long as possible. Play multiple sports as long as possible. 865-255-03. Hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Ben McKee in this McKee studio, Swain event. Um, I'm live here at the house, the Low T Center Studio, 
we will take our first break of the day. Stay with us. Be right back. you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Man, Ben. We're supposed to be hyped about this matchup against Kentucky. But I know what it is. I know what it is, Ben. It's this weird transfer portal. I, I think that's what's got you under the weather, man. So inconsistent. Got players leaving. Got players coming. You get a commitment. Not even a week goes by. And the commitment is on another visit. What is going on? What? Something new to get used to. Usually. Usually when a player commits to a school... At least wait a week, two weeks, a month. A little hesitant about taking visits. My goodness. No, no, no. Not the transfer commit. Isaiah Nayor. Wasting no time. Whew. 
It's business though, right, Ben? You gotta wrap your head around it. It's business. Yeah. It's business first. It is, and I understand the situation from Isaiah Naor's perspective of of making sure that he makes the right decision. Just hope that Tennessee can survive that situation. Yeah, like like Tennessee has not gotten a visit and he commits to Tennessee. Then he takes a visit to Ole Miss, so it doesn't make you necessarily feel great about that scenario. But maybe he's able to take a visit to Tennessee if he's able to take one at Ole Miss. And when you look at the ability to get the ball, last time I checked, Matt Corral's not coming back. They have to replace their all-world quarterback. Now, they they – they had some receivers in place, but, man, they were not – to me, they were not as good as they should have been this past year. Too many drop balls, inconsistent with, with their ability, uh, their availability. I just thought they were okay. A lot of potential. Should have been a whole lot better. But maybe he sees an opportunity to go in. But who's going to get you the ball? Who's going to get you the ball? Tennessee, you got an established quarterback that's in the second year of the system and it feels comfortable, and you you need someone opposite of uh, Cedric Tillman to balance out uh, the defense's attention, and he's in position to get a lot of balls. But we got to think about it. We got we got to take our emotions out of this thing, take off our orange colored sunglasses. Have you ever seen any orange colored sunglasses? I think like one day on the show we got online and tried to find some because he wanted to like use them. In situations like this, when we were making points, we really had to take them off. I haven't been able to find any. I have orange colored sunglasses. They're but, just not the the frames are not orange. It's the the lens are orange. You do. Why why have you never worn them? I wear them all the time. I'm there. The, the the frames aren't orange. They're they're black, but the the lens they're orange. Yeah, I need I need to get some orange ones. You've seen me wear them. I mean, I know it's it's winter, not a good time to wear them, but I'm not, I, I think I need to get some. I think I need you to should. get some just just to just to be able to make this point. I love sunglasses. I you know, I play baseball, so you know I love sunglasses. Us baseball players love sunglasses for that, some reason. That's right, us us baseball players. You said it right, Ben. Hey. I'm one of you, you. You 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 are one of me because you sent me a photo yesterday looking like young Ken Griffey Jr. Facts. Facts on facts on facts. The Cubs, baby. <laughs> it looked like a, a young Ernie Banks. <laughs> the Cubs. You see my haircut? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a bowl cut, man. I think that's it, what, it was hard to tell what it was because you had a hat on, but I, I, I noticed the hair. Yeah, I had the hat sitting on top, like barely on top of the head, man. Looking like Derek Jeter. <laughs> you, you know who uh <laughs> it just hit me. You know who uh you look like in that photo? Who's that? You know that gif of the uh the little kid in the Cavs shirt, the Cavs fan, he's squinting. <laughs> at, at, the, at the game, <laughs> that, that's that's who you look like. Don't do me photo. like that. Don't do me like that. No, that's that's who you look like. <laughs> Don't do me like that, man. I don't look nothing like him. You're, you're the black squints from the Sandlot. No, nah, man. See, you see, you see the shoes. You see the shoes with the tongue. Yes. You see the tongue, and the, and yeah, I didn't have my pants all the way down to my ankles. So you see, you see the swag. You see the swag, and my. Why are we taking pictures? Is is, that, is it the picture dirty or is my pants dirty? I think my I think it's the picture. I think it's the stain on the picture. So I'm about to say, who takes a picture after practice or after a game? But yeah, that's the stain on the picture. But you see me, man. You see me ready to go. I texted you yesterday, sent you that picture. It's like, hey, little little young Mookie Betts. <laughs> oh man, eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. But you right, man. Us. Us baseball players, we do like wearing sunglasses. We do. They, I I love them. I uh, I'm a big Oakley guy. I've got several pairs of Oakley 
Oakleys that I love, and I wear them all the time. I love them. It's it's like uh, you know, Butch has his watch oh, watch collection, and folks collect shoes and watches and necklaces and whatnot. That's sunglasses for me are what I like to collect. So you have one for each day of the week? <clears throat> no, I've got like four. I've got I've got two main ones that I that I rock. And then I've got some other ones that I, I'll occasionally break out depending on the mood. Hey, hey, break breaking news, everybody. Breaking news, everybody. Ben is a sunglasses collector and he has four. <laughs> Which is is it a ton, I don't feel like. <laughs> I just really like sunglasses. <laughs> oh man. Hey, um, all right. We're talking about Isaiah Nayor, okay? Let's not get too far off track, which is really easy to do, especially when we talk about sunglasses. Because uh, I'm and over here on Amazon and right Friday. now. Yeah, I know, man. I'm over here on Amazon right now, like, yo, which one? Which one can get here in two days <laughs> with this Prime? <laughs> All right, so actually, my uh, talking about orange colored glasses, my uh, my prescription glasses that that help my old man eyeballs, they are actually legit orange. The inside of my frames are orange. It's time for some. It's time for some orange colored sunglasses. Hell City told somebody to check their IG DM. I don't. Even, I don't know if who me or you. I, I. I. I don't know. I forgot I had IG. That's how much I be on IG. Yeah, I need you to uh, start liking my photos so I can have a uh, one more like on each post. I forgot I, I, I was on IG. Let me see. Let me see who uh, Hub City was talking about. I forgot how to maneuver in IG. He must be talking about you because I don't have any, I don't have any messages in IG. I don't have any messages. What? What? I don't know what Hub City was talking about there. Maybe it didn't come in yet. Maybe it's on its way. Maybe the message is on its way. I, don't, I haven't seen it. Oh, hold on. Maybe. Nope. Anyways. So the point is about the orange colored sunglasses. We when we take those off, we we understand that if you are Isaiah Nayor, and this is your chance. You you are from Texas. You went to Wyoming. You did your thing, and you have watched players and teams across the country. You've watched guys get recruited in the, in the SEC. Outside of the SEC, you are familiar with the recruiting game. It's no secret. There's some leverage that you can take advantage of on the front end. And teams are willing to give you good deals because they need you. The pressure to win is massive. And players can use that to their advantage. And so, from a business standpoint, if you Isaiah Nayor, you listen, man, you committed to Tennessee, you didn't even come on a visit. Tennessee needs you. Tennessee needs to take another step. So, you go to Ole Miss and say, all right, man, can, can is y'all's deal sweeter, better? From a business standpoint, I understand it. From a fan standpoint, I don't like a player committing and in less than a week go on another visit. I don't I don't like that at all. Yeah, I don't either. And it seems like he was stopping by Ole Miss on his way to Tennessee. Whatever. Knoxville this weekend. So he'll he'll be on his official with Tennessee this weekend. So Tennessee will get the final word with Isaiah Nayor. He'll he'll be here today. And uh I, I still think Tennessee's in in the driver's seat, but it, it will be interesting to see if he he has anything to say we got to take him around back his visits we got to take him around back ben first we got to take him around back and he has to rinse off with the water hose (laughs) he he, he's been in mississippi man he was in oxford mississippi you gotta wash off with the water hose first in the backyard (laughs) then you can come to tennessee into the this, this, this state line. If you come from Alabama and Mississippi, you have to wash off in the back. 
with the water hose. Ben is such a sunglasses aficionado that you only need a handful. That's what um, Capt Hobbit said. Those are facts too, Ben. You're such a collector. You're such an expert. You only need four. You need a bunch. Yeah, sure. Like all these people that are like wine connoisseurs, they have this wine cellar and they get real serious about it. They got like 25 to 30 to 50, 100 bottles. If you were a real connoisseur, you only need four. Like, man, these people that are collecting bourbon and whiskey and tweeting off their, their collection. I'll be seeing y'all's collection. My collection, man, you walk past it every time you come in in the house. It's trash compared to some of of y'all's collections. (laughs) But if you a real spirit collector, connoisseur, you only need a couple bottles. Two or three. Not a whole damn wing of the house. That's right, Ben. Take your four sunglasses. You are an expert. Well... Or it could be just that they are super expensive and I am super poor. That too. That too. I have one pair. I got remember I got the one pair from uh Alumni Hall. Yes. The remote, yeah. They uh, the black they have made a uh an appearance on uh Twitter a time or two because people like to take photos and save them forever, uh, when I did Big Orange Countdown. But they are they actually are orange. Oh, hey, I did that. You did that? Yeah. Wait a minute. Those are orange. I do have some orange ones. Never mind. I'm good. Gosh. They in the car. You, you are. <laughs> are you sure that you're not sick as well? Because you were just all over the place this morning. I'm good, man. I'm good. They are orange. I have to get them to the Have you break. gotten into your spirits collection this morning? I have not, man. I have not I have not done that in a uh, since New Year's. So I'm leaving I'm leaving it alone, man. It depends on what happens tomorrow night. We'll see. We'll see. No comment. We'll see. I don't think I'm going to need any tomorrow night, though. I think I'm going to be okay. Evil says, Ben's sunglasses collection is as strong as his immune system. <laughs> that, that was a good one. That's, that was a good one right there. But, yeah, well, I say Nayor, man. He, he'll be here. People were freaking out yesterday. From a football fan standpoint, I shook my head like, come on, man. Like, Really? You just committed, man. At least wait. At least wait a little bit. That's kind of like breaking up with somebody on Tuesday and having a new girlfriend on Wednesday. It's like, come on, man. Kind of got to spread it out a little bit, make it look a little bit better. That's all I'm saying. But from a business standpoint, hey, hey, maybe you can use old Miss to drive up, drive up the, uh, the, 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 the the price of the deal, or or what? Huh? The what? Price, huh? What are you talking about it's nil? It's legal. What are you talking about, man? It's, it's okay, man. You can you can stand up. You're not are drowning. You saying that uh, everybody needs to chip in an extra five dollars today to aspire to make sure uh, a deal gets done. <laughs> I'm not comfortable saying that right now, but I am saying like. Sometimes we, you know, we in that three three foot water, and we and we think it's deeper. And we're like, oh my god, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't swim, oh my gosh. It's like stand up. It's it's okay. Like it's it's okay to, to say like the nil. You players are choosing schools based on the sweetness of the deal. Lane Kiffin has said this publicly. It's ironic that he is part of this deal with Nayor, but like. Maybe that's maybe that's something that that that's a factor. I don't know. Maybe it's like, hey man, let me go, let me stop by Ole Miss and see what they're talking about. But I always have good feelings about players who hit Knoxville right before making a decision or or needing that visit to solidify a decision. When you get them on campus, you have a great chance to seal the deal. So I do feel good about that. But we also have to wrap our minds and head around this new college football. That a young man can tra- can commit on a Tuesday to you and go on a visit to another school on Wednesday. 
And one of their reasons could be the NIL. We got to wrap our heads around it. It's what's going on. That's why I need some of those Tomlin Ray-Bans. I do. I do. I need, I need, I need to step my game up and look like Ray, uh, Ray but uh, Mike Tomlin on the sidelines. Do you have a pair of Ray-Bans like Mike Tomlin, Ben? No. That, I'm an Oakley guy. Yeah, but you said you're a sunglasses connoisseur. Like you, you collect yeah, them. but I, I stick to Oakley. Yeah, I gotta get some Ray Bands like Mike Tomlin. I've I've got some some Oakley aviators that are similar to the aviators that uh Tomlin rocks from time to time. Yeah, Tomlin's so cool. Hopefully Tomlin will not be the only black coach in twenty twenty two. Let's just hope <sighs> that. Come on. Let's go, NFL. That's, that's, we got to do something about that. Speaking of that, Drop Mayo looks like he is the leading candidate to be the next Houston Texans head coach, and that would move the count to two if that were to take place. Hey, man, Drop Mayo, head coach potentially of the Texans. There's another coach that took that kind of same – path and that is Mike Vabral who went from player with the Patriots and got into coaching and then was with the Texans as a position coach and then got the head coaching job um with the with the Titans so that will be weird for Titans fans yes Wayne I'll be honest I I hope that Gerard does not get that job because I don't want him to go to the Texans and because of the organization fail i would rather see him go elsewhere Uh, i just i do not trust the houston organization whatsoever and i i don't want to see gerard mayo's head coaching career end before it really ever started so i i know it, it would be great for for gerard it would be great um to, to have another African-American head coach in the NFL, that would all be great. But I, I feel like that would that, that could really ruin his, his future just because the Texans are, are such a bad organization. I, I'd like to see him get a different job, if, if I'm being quite honest. I'm, dude, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, it, it, it sounds great that a, that a Vol – is going to have an opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. But then after the initial wave of excitement, you think about where he is going, and you're like, this is the same organization that dealing with this this drama. I mean, they just fired a coach after one season. The whole thing that happened with Bill O'Brien, who why was he given all that leeway anyways? You realize they traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson running back. Like, Organization, why are you giving Bill O'Brien, someone who's never been in control of those things, that power? He torpedoed your roster. It's clear that there's a problem from the top down, and you just don't want Dry Mayo to be subjected to that. He's a VFL. You want him to get a head coaching job, but, man, you know he's going to have to deal with some some mess. When, like, the, the Texans hired, according to the reports – and assuming that they are true, they they purposefully hired David Culley for one season so that the record that the Texans went this year would not be on the overall record of the head coach of the future. They they didn't want a four and thirteen season or, or whatever the Texans ended up going this year. They didn't. They didn't want that. I think it was four and fourteen, the the Texans this year. I don't know four and thirteen, something like that. They yeah, didn't want that games. record on on the head coach of the future's resume, and so they hired this guy just so that he could take all the losses and it and it be on his resume instead of the coach of the future. And and that is not an organization that I would want to be a part of. And honestly, Swain. Tell me if you disagree. 
but it kind of feels like Gerard can be a little picky. Uh, I, I know that he's he's not, you know, Eric Bieniemy or uh, Josh McDaniels. Those those coaches certainly get more fanfare, more recognition. But I've I've seen Gerard Mayo's name associated with several jobs, which tells me that Gerard. I, if I were him, I'd be very picky. I I would honestly turn down the Texans. I I really would. Yeah, the te- the uh, the Patriots coaching tree, the Bill Belichick coaching tree, has not been all that fabulous. But if you are Draw Mayo, um, look how it's listed. Look how it's explained when they're talking about Mayo. It's, it doesn't say DC. It says linebackers coach. So, you know, how many other opportunities will you get? If you're not necessarily a coordinator, I think he will get other opportunities. It's is Mayo patient enough to wait for those opportunities because you look around the league and Mike Tomlin's the only brother is the head coach. Does he feel confident that another opportunity is going to come next year, or that will be another other opportunities this year? There's several jobs open, man. There's some there's some really good jobs open. Like the Vikings' job is a good job as far as look the, the the roster, the Raiders' job, the roster is good. The playoff team, there's some there's some good jobs available. So, can Mayo turn down that Texans' job with confidence, knowing that he's going to ha- have opportunity to get one of those other ones? I don't know, man. I don't know, but we proud of him, and not surprised that he's in this position. Because sure, he's one of my favorite Vols. Ever, I mean, I, I loved watching him play when I was in in middle school. He he was one of my favorites. Do you think uh, Rich Masaccia has earned the the job? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if so I'm, too. If I'm if I'm the Raiders, I would I would certainly remove the interim tag. I mean, you see videos on social media of the players interacting with Rich Masaccia, and they love him and, and what he's been able to do this. This season is pretty remarkable. Hopefully, he can go out and get a win this weekend. I, I would really love Rich Passaccia if he could beat the Bengals this weekend. <laughs> I bet you would, man. I bet I you would. A six five two hundred fifty five zero three is our telephone number. Hour one brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, stay with us. Be right back. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. 
At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make. And that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. All right, Ben. I'm 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 ready to go, man. I'm ready to go, Ben. I got my orange colored sunglasses on right now. No, you can't see me probably, but I I, I got them on. Balls will turn off the scoreboard tomorrow night, baby. I didn't take a ball. That orange color sunglasses this whole time, baby. How about that? Time for around the SEC. Another day, another day of information and news. Ben, what you got for us today? Yeah, had some more big time transfers yesterday at LSU, at Ole Miss, Alabama. We'll start at LSU where it landed a commitment from Penn State running back Noah Kane. He is a Baton Rouge native and former top recruit, ran for 350 yards this season at Penn State. So he is headed back home to LSU. LSU also landed a third defensive back out of the NCAA transfer portal and the second from Arkansas. I mentioned yesterday that they added an Arkansas safety. Well, now they've added a nickelback in Greg Brooks Jr. So two Arkansas defensive backs are headed to play at LSU for Brian Kelly at Ole Miss. Running back Henry Parrish has entered the transfer portal. Former four-star recruit who ran for 553 yards this season. I've I've watched him play. He's a good little back, Henry Parrish. I'd I'd love to see Tennessee get in the mix for him, uh, but it looks like he's 
going to end up at Miami because his position coach is headed to Miami. Uh, Alabama linebacker Shane Lee is in the transfer portal. He was a, a backup uh, linebacker there at Alabama. Uh, Georgia defensive back Latavius Brini announced that he is in the portal. He started 11 games this year at Nickelback and then was a reserve for the SEC championship game and in the playoffs. But he is in the portal. Uh, Alabama wide receiver Jamison Williams has declared for the NFL draft as expected. I'm sure even with the torn ACL, he'll still be drafted fairly high. Uh, Alabama offensive tackle Evan Neal also declared for the draft, viewed as the, the top tackle in the draft and potential number one overall pick, depending on what the Jaguars want to do. Do they want to protect Trevor Lawrence or do they want to go out and, and get more defensive help? We'll see what the Jags decide to do. And then two more things for you. Alabama linebacker, another Alabama linebacker, Jalen Moody, has entered the portal. So two Bama linebackers entered the portal yesterday. And how about this, Wayne? Arkansas basketball coach Eric Musselman will miss at least the next two games because he had successful surgery to repair a torn rotator cuff. Wow. So Arkansas is without Eric Musselman for the next couple of games. Wow. That's good, man. That's that's a nice little bit of information, especially with those with those transfers, man. You know how I feel about about Tennessee potentially going out there and hitting up the portal. Every play that hits the portal, man, I'm like, yo, will he fit here? Can he can he play can he can he play here? Will he help Tennessee win here? Every time there is a freaking new player in the portal, especially if they're from um especially if they're a kid that like we remember from recruiting. It's pretty good. All day, man. I want to holler at all of them. Come on, Hypo. Three-way call. We'll get the number for you. How about... A receiver that hit the portal yesterday that probably made more plays in the headlines than on the field, but the talent, the talent is there. There's no doubt about that. And that is Brew McCoy, who was flip flopping between USC and Texas, it seems like a couple times. Um, he is is in the transfer portal. And um, do you remember him, Ben? Oh, I remember, bro. <laughs> bruh, bruh McCoy. His name is spelled B R U. Uh, I, I do remember bruh McCoy, although I do know it is Brew McCoy. And I think Tennessee's really going to try to get into that one. Brew and Valus Jones are real good friends. And I think Tennessee is, is going to have a chance in that one. I mean, he hit the portal. And this is, this marks the third time he did not play a snap at USC this season. He was arrested in July on uh, suspicion of violating the uh, California uh, Penal Code, Section 273.5A, which domestic violence uh, towards a spouse or someone else that lives with you. And at the time, McCoy was released on a $50,000 bond. So he did not play at all. And um, USC... Conducted his own Title IX investigation. They decided not to reinstate McCoy and did not allow him to participate in team activities last season. As a as a redshirt freshman in 2020, he did have 21 catches for 236 yards, two touchdowns, and six games. In the spring of 2019, uh, he was a top-ranked recruit, or excuse me, athlete in the recruiting class. He enrolled in uh, 
USC after graduating from modern day. Then, remember, Cliff Kingsbury agreed to be the offense coordinator for like five minutes. And then he went to the NFL. That's when Brew McCoy transferred to Texas. He went through spring practices and then in June transferred to USC from Texas. So he's had a colorful first couple of years in college. He needs a fresh start. He needs a fresh start. And you just mentioned the the tie with him. All of our USC transfers, man, they they were great for us this past season, Ben. I mean, just great for us. Yeah, and one is coming back next year. How about Chase McGrath saying that he's going to come back next year as well? And not that he is a Carlson from Auburn or a James Wilhoyd or Sebastian Janikowski. He's not going to go on to be Justin Tucker or Harrison Butker in the league. not saying he's the greatest kicker of all time, but he certainly isn't bad and. I think uh, with how difficult it is to find a a solid kicker, I think that's really good news for Tennessee. Only missed four field goals this year, and one of them was the impossible 56-yard field goal in the Music City Bowl. I think that's uh, underrated news for the Vols, I guess you could say. No, for sure. And there was another field goal that he he kicked that was just really, 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 really far. And – I don't really put that on him too much either. I forgot what game it was, but, I mean, he had another long 50-yard attempt uh, that he was trying to kick while he was hurt, and it was short. But he he was an upgrade from the previous kicker that we had. He was an upgrade. And I felt a whole lot more confident about – us making a field goal when he was in there this past season than, you know, the past season Brent before Smaglia. that. Hmm? Smaglia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I ain't want to call his name out, but since since you since you want to be a gangster on a Friday, we'll say it. Brent Smaglia, I yes. mean, people can put uh, two and two together. Yeah, but, I mean, I, 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 I really like um, the news because – when we had Caleb Tremblay on the locker room, Chase McGrath came with him. And we got a chance to talk to him in between segments before the show started. And, um, like, Chase McGrath loves being here. Like, he loves Knoxville. You blame him? No, I don't blame him, but I just think that's important for people to, to know, too. Like, you get – players that come here and they're just here for football and they're just here for business. But like Caleb Tremblay and Chase like loved Knoxville. It was just totally different from these guys. It was California dudes. And Valus is, you know, Valus is a little bit different because Valus is from the South. He's from Mobile. Then he went to USC, but those guys were out there a whole lot longer and they came over here to, to, to East Tennessee and, just absolutely loves it. So he mentioned that in his uh, Twitter post. Did you see his Twitter post? I did. I ain't gonna lie, man. I was, I was, I was, I was happy. I was happy. I think that's important. I think that's very, very important. He, he's in the history books too, man. He's in the history books. Season, single season PAT record holder, man. Made sixty six attempts. 66 attempts. So this offense broke all kind of records, and he was a part of that. 66 makes PATs, man. I don't know how long his um, his record will be intact. That's going to get broken pretty soon, probably. Yeah, by him next year. <laughs> yeah, probably. You're probably right, man. You're probably right. You are probably right. 865-255-03. Man, good stuff from you, man. Good stuff from you on uh, around around the SEC. Hour two is coming up around the corner. I will remind you if you miss any part of 
the Dane Bradshaw interview, miss any part of the James Clawson from Spire Sports Group interview, I encourage you to go and, and check that out. Very informative. I got a lot of messages about the Spire Sports Group interview. A lot of people did not know the information that was shared. They are now 1951 club members. We have people that have reached out to James Clawson about NIL opportunities with their company. So, big time, big time interview. Go check it out. If you have questions about something uh, NIL-wise, maybe that answer is in that interview. You missed it yesterday. Hour two is coming up. Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Don't go anywhere.